Yeah, dig it. This is, spoiler, this is going to be how the new Star Wars opens. And welcome to Craft Beer Radio. <laughs> so Greg knew about this <sighs> disco version of yeah. Star Wars. I'd never heard about this before. Oh yeah, it's uh, 70s were a crazy time. <laughs> it, it sounds more like, like a beginning of a cop show. Yeah, because they have the siren sort of effect going. All right, welcome to Craft Beer Radio. This week we have an array of lagers and ales to drink, as we normally do. Well, this time, anyway. Uh, from various places sent us beer, so thank you very much to all these places. And we will start with some lagers. Yeah, we've got some light light beers here, mm-hmm. lighter beers. Two lagers from Left Hand, and we got this sparkling ale from Sam Adams, which uh, showed up in a variety pack, and I've n- or you know, a sample they sent us, and never heard of it, so yeah. I want to give those a try. So we're going to start off with the... Uh, just a regular lager, I guess, a Dortmunder. Oh, sweet. So that's Delmar Street from Left Hand. Left Coast. Left, co- left Coast. Sorry. Sorry, Left Coast. Uh, so many left blahs. <laughs> not Lost Coast, not Left Hand. It's Left Coast. Hey, I, I understand it. It's hard to get your brewery name to be different when there's 4,000 plus breweries. This pours a very uh, a beautifully clear pale yellow straw, and it's got a, very, a nice uh, kind of slightly rocky head. Wolf Coast is in San Clemente, California. Oh, that smells really good. Oh, yeah. Brilliantly clear. You can see my fingerprints that I left on the glass on the other side of the glass. So they say the, malt, the hot varieties are a German tradition, so I expect essentially... Zotz and Hillertau. Uh, 5% IBU 18. Yeah, there's a, a nice kind of mm, waffly sort of Okay, yeah. Waffly's good. Character. Yeah, it has that kind of spicy note to it that yeah. Pilsner malt has where you get the nice breadiness, but there's this little... Let me take another sniff here. Something oh, and also the noble hops are playing there too, and it, it kind of gives you this little spiciness that's towards the end that you know is is light and crisp. Big flavor, really, um, hmm. really full on the on the malt character. Hops come in late. So slightly more malty than I was expecting. Mm-hmm. It has a little, um, it's a little sweet, just a bit. Uh, and like you said, the hops come in late to, to, to balance that out. But on the front, it does feel, and with the spices, it almost feels a little buckwheat-like. Okay, yeah, I think that there's a, yeah, I think buckwheat's a really good call. Kind of, it really gives you this dry aftertaste is mm-hmm. kind of reminiscent of, of things that are buckwheat. I do love a good a good lager because it, it really is a very clean and um, still expressive but, but very 
clean flavor. Mm-hmm. It doesn't have a lot of uh, things going off into various areas. This one, like I said, feels a little bit more malty than most Dortmunders I'm used to. Yeah, it it doesn't finish. Even though I mentioned how there's that like drying buckwheat character in the late taste, like kind of in the early aftertaste, there's kind of a sweet residualness mm-hmm. that you know you normally don't get in Dortmunders in in these kinds of lagers. So I think it is a little more. Um, Less attenuated, less you know fermented out than um, some of its peers, but I, I kind of like it. Uh, it's you know we're drinking it. Well, today was a really warm day. It was seventy degrees on December twelfth here in Pittsburgh, which is kind of nuts. So, um, so good thing we're drinking a nice light lager because mm-hmm. it feels like spring. <laughs> Are you twenty one years old? Yes, I am. Let me in. Left goes website. What are you looking for? I'm just figuring out like how old the brewery is, things like that. Oh, okay, yeah. Delmar Street is the name of the lager. I assume that's uh, some street near them, <laughs> or what they're on. <laughs> uh, I assume they didn't just come up with it out of the blue. I think Delmar. It sounds like a kind of famous street in Southern California, but maybe I'm just making things up. What I do know is that they opened in 2004, and they've expanded to 25 states, seven countries. And have uh, 23 awards, uh, 11,000 barrels. This is interesting. On, I, on I their, guess a year. Yeah, a year. On their label, they say Delmar Street is in the town of Dortmunder style export lager. And then in parentheses, ale in Texas. Right. So Texas considers all beer to be ales? It has a different definition for labeling and hmm. stuff. Hmm. And because it's... What's the ABV on it? Five. It might be because it's... What's that? 5.2. They it say. might be something like because it's not... Because it's over five or something, it mm-hmm. might have to be called ale. It's something equally silly if that's not it. Well, I would say that they have something at the end of their marketing speaker. They say uh, makes for a good session beer at 5.2. Oh, come on, Greg. Let it go. Well, it's certainly... It's not quite as big as a double session. <laughs> yes, but it's not called a session. It's called a lager. So let it go. Let it go. Yeah, that was good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I saw they sent us a lager. It was like, you know, it's hard for some of those to stand up in some shows. You know, if we pair it with a couple of Imperial Stouts. It's, it's happened be... before. I remember. Oh, no, it does happen. But and, and we do a pretty I think we do a pretty good job at. A, play, a fair playing field. Mm-hmm. It's just, you know, it's like, you know, some of the beers we get in the mail are like Imperial Coconut Stouts. Hey, I and remember that Trimmer Pills that we had oh, yeah. was an easy winner over its competition. But on paper, on paper, it's like, ooh, this is, yeah, let's make sure we give it uh, a fair competition. The next beer is also from Left Coast. This is Uno Ma- Una Mas, which is a amber lager. They sent us more than just lagers. We'll get to those in yeah. future shows. Uh, but since we had these, this pair of lighter beers, we figured let's kind of do them side by side, compare them. Talk about small amounts of dark roasted, roasted malts and Munich malts. They, in addition to, I assume, pale malts, 5.8% alkaline volume, 25 IBUs. German tradition is their hot variety. Again, probably is us in the town, most likely. Isn't... Well, no, I think, I think tradition, German tradition. I think that's actually the style, the variety of hops. Oh, really? I think so. Yeah. 
Oh, okay. I think. We should know this. <laughs> we should. I, I didn't realize that there was a hop variety called German Tradition. Yeah, yeah. Huh. Learn something new every day. What do you got for me on the hop? I got so Hop Union has a website about it. Its pedigree is uh, between Hallertau Gold uh, and a proprietary bunch of numbers originating from Germany. It's typically an aroma hop, medium intense floral and herbal grassy tones. Possible substitutions are Liberty German Hallertau Mittelfra. Uh Typical beer styles are Bach, and that kind of rings a bell. You know, think, mm. hearing tradition in box. It's bred at the Hop Research Institute in Hull, Germany, registered in 1993. <laughs> 5 to 7% alpha acids, 4 to 5% beta acids. You want me to keep on going? So the color of this beer... Of the I guess you don't want me to keep going. I think we had enough uh, detail. Is... I'm getting to the stuff you really like. you got the, the myrcenes and the humulenes and the carophyllenes and the pharisenes. No. I just wanted to say those words. It's a, it's a little bit like a like a weak tea, I guess you could say the color. Mm-hmm. It's very clear again. Yeah, very clear. It's got an amber quality to it. So since it has a una una mas, you know, Spanish type name, I'm wondering if this is kind of modeled after like Negra Medulla or something mm, like that. That's a good point. It well, doesn't say add Munich malts to it, so mm-hmm. get that sort of German tradition coming in. Getting something kind of smelling any acetone or anything like that? No. Here, let's let me smell your glass. I mean, I I, I see where you're coming from, but I don't think it's acetone. I think it's just. Here, I'm gonna blend if you don't mind. Yeah, go ahead. We've blended our beer in case of stratification. Okay, that... <laughs> now you smell it? Yeah. <laughs> hmm. The flavor is fine. I went on to... I mean, the, the aroma I'm smelling this thing, it kind of smells a little bit acetone-y. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll have to go back, into the, go back to the aroma to try to figure out if there's more there. The flavor, um, maybe a little bit in the late aftertaste, but most of the flavor is not, mm. is, is still... Yeah, there's still something I'm getting there. I think you're more right than you're wrong okay. on call. Mm. Well, it's too bad. I don't think we can judge this. Don't book a trade over there. Yeah. Grab that. Actually, we have a couple bottles of this. We could try a different bottle. We could. Want me to grab one? Yeah, go ahead. All right, we're back with our second bottle of Unamas. Let's hope it was a one-bottle fluke. Listen to that. Sucker pour. <laughs> Maybe that's the best thing we'll have to say about it. <laughs> I hope not, but... All right, let's see. Smells better. It does smell better. I'm not getting as much, uh, I'm not getting, I, I, maybe it's in my head, you know, maybe yeah. I'm seeking out. I think I smell just a hint of it, but it's not a blast in the nose like I was getting before. 
Mm, maybe. <laughs> it is colder. It is it, it is colder, which means that <laughs> we're, we're tasting it. things less. I'm smelling it again. Now I'm going to try to figure out that it really is. Yeah. Acetone. I'm kind of tasting it too. Oh, no. Well, I guess we have to send these back for a refund, huh? (laughs) (laughs) All right, we'll move on to the next beer. We have one more bottle of Luna Moss, I think. Probably came from the same batch, so I wouldn't... Yeah, uh, probably. All right, so moving on. We will not judge this one because it's not what we were intended. Sam Adams Sparkling Ale from... Yeah, this one was kind of interesting. You know, it came in a variety pack with a bunch of other mm-hmm. winter things, and it's kind of this generic, lazy, or not generic, but you know, there's no fancy name. It's just Sparkling what it is, plain yellowish label, and uh, caught my attention. I'm like, huh? And I know they were doing a thing where, like, people were voting on bringing back like old, like on the shelf, like retired mm-hmm. brands, and I wonder if this is one of them. So, sparkling. Did you ale. look through all the papers over there? That might be. Oh, I, you, you have it on the website. I have it on the website. So, okay. Yes, I didn't see stuff about sparkling. Didn't go through that stuff for uh, Sam Adams one. But Hop Riser, Hilltown, Middlefra, Tetnang, Tetnanger, things that I would probably call German tradition. <laughs> <laughs> and, if there uh, wasn't the hop. Yeah. And Spalt, Spalter, Noble Haas. Um, they use their proprietary two row pale malt blend, and they use acidulated malt to give it a little bit of a oh, lower pH. Interesting. Um, Sam Adams Ale Yeast, and. 4.8% alcohol by volume. 20 year BUs. Uh, so, neck label here. Let's see. Uh, they say it's a take on a rare historic Scottish style. Huh. Interesting. So, another sort of pale uh, straw. A little bit more color in this one than the Dortmunder, and it also is a little bit cloudier. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's interesting. It's kind of twangy and weedy, right? It has. It's a little weedy. There's a. It's very yesterday. There's something on there that was yeah. also kind of um, a floral or. Yeah, it's probably flowers, like. Yeah. For, for some reason, it took me to like my mom's house. Like I'm trying to figure out like what it was. The like, potpourri in the bathroom. Well, is it? No, but it, it's something, right? It's it's like a fabric softener, maybe. I mean, I'm kind of there's, thinking, there's kind of thinking laundry room for some reason. There's a there's a hint of lemon, almost like the the same kind of lemon you might get in like a dishwashing liquid. That kind of mm-hmm. um, lemon essence. Okay, I mean, now when I smell it, I'm smelling. Um, I don't mean that as an insult, by the way. Just like no, no, yeah. I mean, for me either. It was kind of like, like for some reason, I had this like flash to my mom's house. I'm like, but, but not really any specific part of it. And I was trying to figure out what it was. Actually, I think it might be like laundry detergent or or fabric (laughs) softener or something. Just, just a note of something floral. That's whatever she uses. You know, it's those uh, sheets hanging on the clothesline type commercial 
what we have is a very effervescent beer with not a huge amount of, like, not a very thick mouthfeel, but doesn't feel aqueous either. Uh, the flavor is a little hard to place. It's, it's interesting because it has a pretty... So we just had a Dortmunder, and I yeah. think the Dortmunder is a great calibration for getting into this beer because mm-hmm. you can kind of taste like it's German heritage. Like you said, I think the acidulated malt yeah. is kind of playing off of, it was pale and acidulated. I think it's kind of playing like a Pilsner, right? That spiciness is kind of giving just a little bit mm-hmm. of that Pilsner malt. I it think. is hopped like a Pilsner too. And it is, but I but the malt I'm specifically looking at, right, it's kind of driving me towards the Dortmunder, like those kinds of characters, but there's a lot of esters in here, right? Yeah, there's those, yeah. there's that laundry, you know, laundry on the line kind of floral polony thing going on in there and, and other esters too. So it kind of drags you back from straight up Lagerville. Mm-hmm. It has a little bit of a, of a stronger mouthfeel, like a, like an ale, but it has mm-hmm. a, a lot of, Flavor qualities that are like a lager. Uh, but yeah, but then again, it, it adds those esters at the end. But they, they're none of them are being too pronounced, but at the same time, they're not exactly wimpy. Either. No, no. They're, but they're, yeah, so they're not too, they're not, well, they're not boastful or boisterous. Yeah, boisterous, yeah. But they're also, yeah, like you said, not wimpy. They're, they're defined. You're like, mm-hmm. they're not muddy. You're getting some defined, bright, floral type character to it it's kind of it's really interesting for yeah. for this kind of more subtle overall flavor profile of this beer is more subtle than some that some of the other beers we're gonna be drinking next yeah but um there's a good story going on here there's a lot of things to kind of a lot of facets to explore in you know a 4.8 percent sparkling ale mm-hmm. which i mean the label is very interesting it just looks you know like brown and and uh, slightly green but I, th- I think it's a pretty interesting beer that the malt that i'm getting is i think kind of a melba toast like malt maybe something along those lines or, or maybe not quite that deep but mm-hmm. it comes off something like that but yeah that the, there's a marmalady kind of floralness to it as well yeah, so I'm kind of looking at a lot of the malt flavor kind of reminds me of water crackers, but they're kind of bland, right? So like maybe toaster water crackers, you know, put them, put them under the broiler for a minute so mm-hmm. they get a little bit of caramelization. Maybe croutons? And, yeah, yeah, I could see croutons. For some reason, I really want to stick with the water cracker because some of the, the flour type flavor that's in that is carrying through. But, you know, toast them. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, then we go back to that kind of floralness. This is this is pretty interesting. I, if you're, you know, if you want to geek out and, and kind of explore a subtle beer, I'm enjoying this one. Yeah, I mean, I I mean I'm enjoying the exploration of this one. You know, I like how it has, it's, it's fairly um, deep in the characteristics to look at. I think what's interesting about this beer is that this is not a beer that's going to be winning a lot of awards. But but, but well, it I wouldn't, say, I, I wouldn't say that, right? Because this is the kind of beer that could win, that does win awards because you enter it in a category. And okay, this right, one, okay. 
So, but this one doesn't stand this out. Isn't, so much. This it's isn't a like, beer that's going to make a top 100 list on a website. Right. Is what you're saying? Yeah. But I do think it's really it's quite good actually. I think it's it's worth checking out if you I'm see getting it. a little bit of melon, like smell it now. Do you get like cantaloupe at all? I think it's a play on that kind of floral polleny thing. Think of cantaloupes, think like cant like not I don't have much experience with cantaloupe blossoms, but imagine <laughs> a cantaloupe blossom. Yeah, no, no. I don't I'm still more lemon in that range. Okay. Yeah, the acidulated malt, the lemony you're talking about, mm. it kind of gives a kind of a wheat character in there that kind of comes and goes. It, it gives a really nice balance. It gives you a little more complexity to the malt profile. Who would have thought that I'd be raving like <laughs> about how much fun it is to drink a sparkling ale? But this one, is it's fun to drink. It's fun yeah. to talk about. It's good stuff. All right, on to the IPAs. Yes, on to the IPAs. You want to do the non-blood orange one first? Yes. So this was sent to us by Mother Road Brewing. Mother Road is in Arizona, Flagstaff, Arizona. That's right. I was going to say that, but I want to make sure before I say anything. (laughs) This was uh, canned on the 2nd. It's a 10 days old. Really? Yep. Huh. It's either canned on the 2nd or it's canned on February 2nd. I'm pretty sure it was. it's not a year. <laughs> <laughs> I'm pretty sure it's not 10 months old, yeah. so it's probably 10 days old. So 7.3% alcohol by volume, 70 IBUs. They say Pilsner and Pale Malts. Don't see anything about the, the hops. You, I don't think there's anything on this sheet that you have either. Uh, best enjoyed at 40. No, that's <laughs> way too cold. Tulip-shaped glass, we got that. Yeah. Fajitas, we don't have fajitas. Green curry or carrot cake, but I wish I did. You're going to use it about 55. Did you, you said 70 IBUs? Yeah. I got the pricing here. Uh, it's uh, <laughs> forty recommended $49 a case, 63 six dollars 150 half barrel. So we have a, a color that is um, a sort of weedy yellow color, very cloudy. It's enough that it's uh, completely translucent. You can't. There's no transparency to it at all. So you know they're Mother Road Brewing. So they're a lot of their labels and things are about things along Route 66, mm. right? I'm, I'm pretty sure that's that's the road. That's the mother road, right? I'm, yeah. I'm almost positive. Ooh, okay. So, yeah, that's that's hoppy. Right. Big, big, bright. Ten days old, that means it's... Uh... My first sniff was like grapefruit. Like, almost like it was grapefruit-hid. Like, you know, some of the... Like the yeah. Sam Adams or the uh, Sculpted. Yeah, brewed on Historic Route 66. But then my next sniff was giant mango. Like, fresh, juicy mango flesh like squeezing the skin right in your face and your cheeks are all wet from eating mango like that's how potent the mango aroma was and yeah i'm getting mango again like really straight up straight up mango not even tangentially mango
carries through in the flavor too. But there's a little, there's a lot of grapefruit too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I, it does carry through. It's not straight up mango juice, right? It's not like I'm drinking a mango smoothie or anything like right. that. Uh, it, it's a little more attenuated, or I don't know, yeah, attenuated. If you if you're thinking of it in like a sound signal wave, right? It's not as loud. It's Actually, I was kind of like the first sip. I was kind of surprised. It was actually kind of creamy, velvety. It wasn't. I was expecting something very acidic and prickly, and it was kind of more subtle and creamy. And that kind of surprise from the aroma, you know, from our very fresh IP, I was kind of surprised how like not acidic the the mouthfeel hmm. and the flavor was. Yeah, second sip, bigger on the mango. The mango's really growing. You linked an article from the Brewers Association about how uh, Bob Peace testified on the merger. Did you read it? I didn't. I did. I did. I read his test the testimony link. Uh, well, so there's the press release which I linked to, mm-hmm. and then the little press release links to the testimony. And I read. I read his entire thing. Um, I have a better appreciation for what this means. Okay. Uh, so part of the reason I didn't appreciate it beforehand is because Pennsylvania is not one of the states where Anheuser-Busch and Miller Coors owns wholesalers. True. Okay. Okay. In other states like Colorado, California, and, and like 17 others, they own like mega wholesalers. They, they control like the whole state. Really? And... I should have brushed up on this. I'm trying to remember what else I remember. But no, if you read his testimony, it it is more it's it's good and it's good testimony and I have a more a better appreciation for the the whole issue, the whole uh, antitrust type issue of this because of the way it's cuz we don't see it in Pennsylvania because wholesalers in Pennsylvania are not owned by the big breweries. They the ones in our area are almost are exclusively owned by families and things like that. Um, some of them are big now, but they're still in their, you know, it's an Anheuser-Busch shop, but it's not owned by Anheuser-Busch. Right. Uh, but I definitely appreciate how, you know, it could really put a pinch on. So one of the things they're doing is Anheuser-Busch is buying a wholesaler and then dropping like the craft beer brands and only bringing in like, so they want to buy this new wholesaler and sure they'll bring in the Corona and the, the Heineken or whatever in the Anheuser-Busch, this wholesaler shop had, but you know, all the other labels on the portfolio, they'll just drop. And you, there's, there's things about how a lot of States have, you know, these protections for wholesalers where if you're a brewer and you want to switch wholesalers, there's, a fee or a blackout right. period or stuff. You can't just switch. And it seems like many states don't have like, it's not like at the end of your contract, you can change phone carriers. It's like you're stuck with this guy in in perpetuity, unless you're willing to like go out of the market for a year and a half. It does seem to me like an opportunity that a Sam Adams or a uh, Oscar blues could jump in and start creating their own distribution systems, right? Their, their own wholesalers. 
Yeah. I mean, part of the, part of the testimony was like how the beer industry, you know, is very different from a lot of different industries like interstate commerce. Right. I mean, the brewers and brewers association has to keep track of 50 different state laws about beer and, and distribution and all that stuff because it's, it's different in every state. And, uh, it's not that long of a read. It's probably five or six pages. He probably, you know, if he probably spoke for 15 minutes or mm-hmm. so. And um, you can go to org and check out their current issues uh, page and mm-hmm. should be able to go from there to find the testimony. Yeah. Back to the tier, back to the, back to the beer, rather. Tower Station for Mother Road Brewing Company. It's 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 got a lot of it's got a lot of pithy notes. Has a lot of these tropical notes. It doesn't feel quite as it feels a little confused. The um, thing I'm you know I'm noticing most about it is because it maybe it's because it's only ten days old, but kind of is a little cloudy, right? Mm-hmm. It's like doesn't really have a very bright. It has a bright aroma, but the flavor is kind of muddled, right? Yeah. It's not a bright aroma or bright flavor. And I'm kind of of two minds on this because, sure, I'm not like I don't have nearly as much to say as I had to say about a sparkling ale, right? But I'm also enjoying just kind of kicking back and sipping this and not really analyzing it to the nth degree. Well, if you don't want to analyze, we can always do a commercial. Yeah, we can do that. Yeah. this it's hot butter the popcorn so okay christmas season is hot and in progress and you only have what like 13 shopping days left or i guess 11 shopping days if you're an amazon prime member yeah and uh so 11 days to use craftbeerradio.com slash amazon you go there you do your shopping you can use it all the time for your Christmas shopping is what you're saying. Yes, yes, for your Christmas shopping. But hopefully we condition you that you always go there. Because it doesn't cost you a penny more. And it helps support the show that you love. You love us, right? Please love us. Please. Please so love lovable. us. The uh, puppy dog guys. Again, it's craftbeerradio.com slash Amazon. You go there. We, we can't track you. We don't know what you bought. We, we, we don't know that you bought the stuff, right? We do know that the stuff was purchased. So you... Buy something that's just crazy, and we'll talk about it in the post show. But we won't know. We'll know today it's you. If you if you like, don't send us an email and say, "Hey, I bought this crazy sex swing on Amazon." We'll never know it was you that bought the crazy sex swing. So buy your crazy sex swings. And particularly look for crazy ones because those are those are better than the regular ones. They, they are. Why wouldn't they be? They're crazy. Exactly. That's what you want when you do it. Okay. <laughs> Thank you, everybody. Yep. Yeah, so this is... I'm kind of enjoying it. It's like, you know, like I said, like, not... Uh, kind of my, you know... We're talking about Bomb Peas at the yeah. Brewer Association and drinking this beer. Yes. That works well. It's, it's a flavorful beer. It just... It's not... Um, when you try to analyze it, it... You get lost in... It's muddled. Yeah. It, it, it's just... It, it it gets fuzzy. It's really hard to pick out those distinct mm-hmm. things. 
So, it, you know what it kind of reminds me of? It kind of reminds me of the Rebel Raw, where a lot of hops are okay. thrown in, and you just kind of, you're tasting a, a, a melange that, that feels like, okay, a lot of hops are being thrown at me, but I can't really, I don't, feel, I don't taste a bouquet, I just mm-hmm. taste a lot of a lot of stuff. Right. Now, I hear what you're saying. You know, it would have been nice. You know, the aroma was sharp and potent. If mm-hmm. the flavor was able to bring some of that sharpness and potency through, you know, be it either the mango or the grapefruit, it would have been, uh, it would have been, you know, right where I expected it to be. You want to move on to the next beer? Sure. Next beer. <laughs> Greg tried to take a last sip before uh, before he dumped. We uh, moved on to the next beer and Bad idea. <laughs> went down the wrong pipe. <laughs> <laughs> All right. By the way, this button works fine. Uh, it, we switched uh, cough buttons because the one that was in front of me wasn't always working when I pressed it. We took it apart to make sure there was nothing obvious, but it's all pretty self-enclosed in there. That you can't like the button itself wasn't serviceable, so we switched them. Greg took it, and he has no complaints. So, whatever, man. Blood orange. I, I, don't, I don't know how to push a button. You'd, you'd think you know you're an IT guy. You should have that down. Blood orange blind pirate from Monday Night Brewing. Part of their Clipon series, so that you know, it kind of it's a. Uh, adjuncted mm-hmm. or modified version of one of the regular beers. So Blind Pirate's one of the regular IPAs. Or double IPAs. Well, they call it double IPA, but it's only 6.5. I would oh, say okay. it's, it's still you know in, in the range of what we would call a regular IPA. 55 IBUs. They actually call it American IPA on their website. Uh, Citra, Comet, Simcoe, and Columbus. Hops, Turo, Wheat, Munich, and Caramel Malts. What the? F- Smell this. The color is uh, darker amber. What the, the hell am I smelling? It smells like yogurt or something. Yogurt, huh? Getting that at all? Strawberries and yogurt. I don't know. I'm smelling too much Grego in your glass right now. <laughs> I literally have used a different I, I, I don't. soap today, and I use the uh, a different shampoo. I, I have. Yeah, show day shampoo. No, I, I have. Um, I'm using the uh, the rosemary mint. Oh, okay. Yeah, I don't know what it is, man. It's just your it's your uh, odor. A musk. <laughs> musk. <laughs> the long, later in the show, though, you just you just coat your glass in your musk, and when I start to sniff it, well, you didn't see what I licked the whole thing. So. <laughs> I, we so we we ch- we kind of did a check for bottle stratification, and I did a blend with Greg's and mine. Worked out some CO two as we did that. Big head popped up as we did it. I'm not smelling as much as that strawberry yogurt as I was before, but I'm still getting. Okay, I see where that. I see where it, it's more. <laughs> it's almost. What are you giggling about, dude? I, I, it's hard for me to get the words to... to every time I, I try, it I feel like that, the Fred Armour's in character. Where I'm just <laughs> changing my thought mid-sentence. <laughs> no, it, it... There's a smell in there that reminds me of the strawberry from a Neapolitan ice cream. Okay. 
but it's way off in the distance. It's not really right up front. But I see where you could get strawberry yogurt from there. Okay. I think there's a lot of there's a lot of citrus in here. I mean, they they added blood orange juice mm-hmm. to it. Very malty on the flavor. I mean, the first thing you get when you take a sip or two is big caramel malts. I mean, it's a fairly dark IPA. It's kind of a bronze copper color. And uh, really covers carries through with the, the kind of caramel type malts that I presume are in there. The uh, orange kind of seems like a cascady orange. I'm not sure how mm. the actual orange, uh, blood orange is playing or not yet, but it seemed pretty traditional kind of citrusy hopping on it. I have a slightly different take on it. I feel like the orange is actually well done here. I like what the Simcoe is doing to sort of bring, to, to, to lower the brightness level okay. of the, of the orange and citrus stuff. So it adds a little bit of, a little bit of that sort of earthy and I wouldn't say woody so much, but a little resiny quality to it. The the malts I feel like they are deeper and darker. There, there's a strong malt backbone here, which is probably why they called it a double, even when it doesn't really follow on with that in terms of the ABV. But it has a, a has a big mouthfeel, right? It has a big mm-hmm. chewy mouthfeel. For the sure. bitterness is piling on as I'm drinking it too, and it, that kind of makes it feel like a double IPA as well. Mm-hmm. Like I just took my probably my fourth sip on this half bottle and. Um, it's starting to feel a little more, not just bitter, but kind of uh, hop pellety. You know, I'm kind of getting some veg- vegetal, yeah, yeah, there's... Or not vegetal as in cooked corn, but kind of um, plant, you know, like hop matter, like um, sure, sure, some chlorophyll or something on my tongue. Yeah, you know? <laughs> there's, yeah, there's a, I don't want to necessarily say dank, but there's a, there. We talked about how the the sparkling you know, wasn't very boisterous. This is kind of boisterous, and those in that maltiness and in that uh, in that kind of deep hoppiness, right? That sort of deep bitterness comes through. But it's not a but it's not a huge bitter laying device. It's just there. This one is a fun one to explore. Yeah, you know, I'm working on it. You know, it has a nice malt character. The blood orange is confounding me. I'm not really getting anything that's like juicy, like 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 citrus juice added. It all feels like it's from the hops, and every once in a while I still get that strawberry yogurty type character hmm. in there. It keeps coming back to me. I can't get rid of it. But but also, it's a fascinating thing, and I'm trying to figure out what's causing that. I I don't know. It could be some of the blood orange juice. Yeah. I, th- I think there's a juiciness is coming through. The sip I just took, I was actually more juicy. I was getting it. It kind of reminded me of clementines or something like mm-hmm. that. Uh, maybe a little more pithy than clementines. And, you know, that's kind of along right, the lines yeah. of a blood orange. It used to be more available. It's hard to find them these days. What's that? Blood, blood oranges. Orange? Well, because everyone's putting them in their beers. <laughs> going to grocery store and buying all the blood oranges so they can put out a blood orange beer. They're not that much different from regular orange. 
Well, they look different. They look different. They're stunningly different in the looks. They have a slightly, a slightly more raspberry-ish flavor, but not much different. Really? You'd go with raspberry? What would you go with? Like I said, the... I guess raspberry. I mean, they're they're more pithy, right? And then mm-hmm. then a, a well manicured, you know, sure, uh, popular orange. I guess raspberry. I mean, kind of more tart. I guess yeah, more tart acid. I don't know. When you said raspberries, I was thinking kind of like raspberry syrup or something. So Uh-oh. I was going. I was. I was. I was going yeah. too yeah. far for sure. So no, no. Now that I actually pondered it, I, I hear what you're saying. Interesting. So I, uh, yeah, that, that that is interesting. It's uh, definitely one to ponder, ponderable. And we always like a ponderable beer here. Gives us something to talk about. <laughs> I think mine's all gone. Drink it too fast. Two row wheat, Munich, and caramel. There's a lot of malt going on in here. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, we we definitely tasted most of those yeah. malts. The wheat really didn't stand out in anything that was too noticeable. But, I mean, the Munich, I could definitely see how the Munich plays into this. I talked about caramel, but I wasn't expecting the Munich. But now, Greg told me some of the stuff kind of gets put into uh, put into focus a little more mm-hmm. clearly. Excuse me, a little more clearly. All right, so now we're on to our second to last... The Brewery's Christmas beer, yes. Penultimate brewery beer. This is uh, six geese getting laid. I mean, uh, six geese laying. <laughs> it's a goose orgy, man. <laughs> six beer in the 12 Days of Christmas series. It's uh, brewed with Cape Gooseberries. All right, I like gooseberries. <laughs> it's What's a dark it? ale brewed with gooseberries. So there you go. Gooseberries, the ones I'm familiar with, are kind of a, a like a tart grape or something like that. Maybe something a little. I'm not. I don't think I've ever had a fresh gooseberry. I probably have, but I don't remember it. I think I've seen them. They're bigger, right? They're sort of. Um, they're kind of like they look like little plums almost. But they're uh, but, I, but they're green. I've seen about this big, like about yeah. grape size, and they're green. Yeah, they're they're kind of tart. I mean, generally you're having jam or something like that. Um, I think I definitely have had gooseberry jam before. Actually, I have some up in the fridge, so I, I've had gooseberries, but on other occasions as well. The color is. Uh, we're kind of really in this caramel range today. This is a, it's a, it's a little more dark caramel, a little bit of a darker tea. Sounds like an old ale, doesn't it? It has yeah, the a aroma. Of... Yeah, I mean, this is just uh, two years old here. The aromas. So, what's the ABV on this one? How big is this? I don't know. Okay, it's always on me. Eleven and a half. Okay, sorry, yeah, eleven and a half. Yeah, that's I mean, good. these these Christmas beers are always yeah. big beers from the brewery. We're getting into the much newer ones, but this one has kind of an yeah, it does have kind of a barley wine 
old ale. They do call it a Belgian-style dark ale, but this one definitely has more of that old ale barley wine. It has more of an English aroma to it, for yeah, sure. Yeah, there's a, a slightly tangy and cherry note to the aroma, which could could oxidize very nicely mm-hmm. into a sherry kind of quality. But it's only, it's not very old. It's only two and a half years old, or maybe three. Yeah, it, it, yeah. I mean, that's what I got. Nothing really gooseberry-like. Nothing too tangy or um, grapey in the aroma. The flavor is much more Belgian-like, Belgian dark ale-like than the aroma was. I mean, you get mm. tons of esters, a big sweetness. Mm. Mm-hmm. Kind of get... Um, the flavors you get are kind of like dried cherries, dried plums, dates. You know, you're getting kind of a fruitcake type character on the flavor. Oh, yeah. Where's that gooseberry? Um, there's a... I think it's coming at the end, right? That's seems like, to be like Probably about like three-fifths of the way through, I'm getting kind of something that's kind of like... Uh, Think of the gooseberry jam, right? Mm-hmm. You know, something that's kind of candied and a little yeah. bit tart. Yeah. You know, that's what I'm getting. I think that's right. And actually, in the late aftertaste, it's kind of dry. You kind of get like grape skins. You get the grape skins? Yes. That's pretty good. This is one that actually I'm enjoying the flavor much more than the aroma. The aroma mm-hmm. smells like something, but it smells like deficient. And but the flavor is really plowing through. It's, that is pretty good. It's a little. Too it's very sweet. sweet. It's very sweet. Yeah. But think you know. Just think of you know not drinking it here on the show, but you yeah, know, a different in, place. Right. Too. Right. You'd, different you'd, place, different in time. In front of your, in front of your fireplace or something. There's, there's a quality there that, that could go. It, it, it does feel yeah, a little, a little sweet, a little. It, it can get a little cloying if you let it. I, I want this with a salad with vinaigrette on it. Okay. Like goat cheese. Sure, sure. I can see that. The vinaigrette. Well. Yeah, you get a, a little tanginess would help with mm-hmm. this. Yeah. Would really make this right. Because yeah, if baby you had, spinach or arugula. Mm, sure, had a little bitterness there, but yeah, that that tang. A tangy note. I think you're right with the goat with the goat cheese, especially. This would probably go really well mm. because that would give you a little bit of fat, and it would give you a, a nice tang that would just work really well with this. Yeah, yeah I'm, I'm definitely seeing tasting salad with this one. Kind of like you know where you put craisins on a salad, you mm-hmm. know, like cranberry, dried cranberries. You know, this kind of takes that sweetness part of the craisins and the. You know, and the fruitiness too, but the the gooseberries and the skins and stuff like that. I could also see a chocolate cake with like a mascarpone hmm. cream cheese on top. Okay, I'm having a hard time getting there, but or maybe a maybe maybe even help check this out a cheesecake. I kind of want the bitter. From like arugula and and vinaigrette, you know that's kind of what really... you get the bitter with the chocolate. Just yeah, make it a sweet chocolate. Cake. Yeah, you could do like a, a like a, a no flour chocolate or something, or one of those volcano things. Or <laughs> yeah, does it make it less of a sweet shake, more of a bitter chocolate cake mm-hmm. with a slightly 
Well, you can do even like a goat cheese cream cheese on top to give it a little bit of tang, too. Lots of ways you could go with this. It's a dessert mm-hmm. beer, though. I mean, sure. or salad. Or beer. salad. Dessert or salad. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing. There's no room in the middle. It, it, this it, is not go with your lamb. This is not a fish <laughs> beer, yeah. Uh, <laughs> Actually, does, uh, no. I, don't, I don't really see it going with any meat, really. I don't see this with flounder. I mean, just. <laughs> Yeah, right. the, the meat, yeah, it would, it's too sweet for that. It doesn't, it might be okay with a with a spiced ham, but only because of the spicing, not because of anything else. Yeah. I'm really, st- I'm really stuck on my island right here. I, like, I want some bitter greens <laughs> to go with this. So. All right. Well, uh, ranking time, I guess I'll go first because you've gone first a lot. Okay. The last couple of times, so. That sounds good to me because I need some time to ponder. Let's see here. Okay, so take the Unimas out because we're not going to be judging that. Um. All right. Well, I I kind of have an idea. So I think we're going to go this way. I'm going to put in last place. I'm going to put the tower station. I sort of feel like. It was a little muddled, didn't quite give me uh, a nice, a, a real picture. It felt, I mean, I, I think the aroma was, was was really nice and bright, but didn't come, didn't follow through with the flavor. So I was a little confused by it. Uh, and when you're doing it, and like you said, I mean, if you're just drinking it, it's fine. But when you're trying to do analysis, it, get, it, it's, it was hard. It was hard to, to, mm-hmm. to figure out what to talk about. So Mother Road, number five. My number four... I think I'm going to put the Sixty Soleil. I think with this, it, it had an interesting aroma. It didn't quite match the flavor. The flavor felt a little too sweet to me. I like it, but I think it needs to be eaten with food. And what food will, will kind of either beginning or end of your meal. Right, right. That's where you go for it. Number three, I'm going to say... I'm going to say the Monday night. I think the Blood Orange was very nice, but I think the other beers were better. Uh, I'm going to put the Left Coast Del Mar Street in second place. A little malty for a Dortmunder, but it was very well done regardless. But yeah, the same amount of sparkling ale. I, <laughs> surprisingly enough, <laughs> uh, I, I I thought it was really good. I thought it had, it had a lot to say for... Something that might seem very, very simple. I, I like your rankings. I'm going to duplicate them. All right. Uh, yeah, the um, Tower Station, it uh, had a really awesome aroma with that awesome, juicy, fresh mango. Like, you feel the juice on your cheeks. But then we get the flavor. It was kind of muddled. And, and it was a shame that I really couldn't really dive into, like, crazy detail tasting it but then you know we started talking about news and stuff and it w- it's a fine drinker nothing's wrong with the beer six geese a laying uh i liked the flavors a lot like i said if i i so badly do i want to drink this beer with a salad with that salad with that tangy tart bitter yeah. salad so bad do i want to do that it, it's been a long time since i've wanted a specific piece of food to go with the beer uh, but you know that that's that. The, the clip-on series from uh, the 
Blood Orange uh, Blind Pirate from Monday Night. I like this beer. It, it, I, <laughs> I talked about the strawberry yogurt a bunch. Um, not insulting it. it. It was a fascinating nuance, that, the way it was hitting me, and I liked exploring it. Um, when, you know, it had a really big multi-character. When we found out, when we remember that there was Munich in there. It kind of helped make uh, a little more sense of like how it got to where it got to. The Del Mar, like uh, Greg said, uh, really good example of a lager. A little more malty up front than I feel is traditional for the style, but uh, and nice for, and crisp like, and clean. Southern California is not really known for Dortmunders, <laughs> and you know maybe I'm gonna, you know I, I kind of want to give them just kind of a top tip of the hat, you know, because this is a pretty good Dortmunder coming out of Southern California. And just because the sparkling ale from Santa was so much fun to drink, so much fun to explore, it really, like, it, like, just outpaced its title by, like, a million miles because, like, it came in with such low expectations. When I'm thinking sparkling ale, I'm thinking, like, Cooper's sparkling ale, which mm-hmm. I probably last had in, like, 2002, <laughs> you know, and um, not very exciting beer. However, I just put it on my list of things to retry because my palate is very different from like 2002, 2003. Uh, but this beer, it's, 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 we're not just elevating it because it was a ordinary beer that was interesting. This beer had such interesting components to it that we could really dive into and explore. And maybe, maybe it's a function of, we need to fill airtime to talk about it. But, I mean, that was such a fun beer to explore. Yes. And and, that's and I, I doubt people dislike it. I think people might say it doesn't have as much overall flavor as many things, but I think if you really explore it, there's a lot there. There, there definitely is a lot there. So, thank you, everyone, for listening to yet another Oops. episode. Oops, sorry. Of Crafty Radio. <laughs> I got messed up. There we go. <laughs> So we played that disco version of Star Wars on the Way In. This is... Still the same mi- thing, but it's just... Two it's minutes in, right? It's a medley. So now we're at the canti- Cantina Disco. I'm wanted in five systems. <laughs> I'll be careful. You'll be dead. Yeah. <laughs> Craft Beer Radio is released under the Creative Commons license. Visit craftbeerradio.com for more information. Please contact us if you would like to contact us. We can use the email at beer at craftbeerradio.com Twitter we like at Jeff Bear at CBR Greg or at craftbeerradio and check out that guitar oh man it's metal metal Uh, Facebook and Twitter you can comment but we're probably not gonna see it I check once every couple weeks Mm. on Facebook so do 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 Uh, you know 25 seconds better go quick by the next show, by two uh, three sixty two, I will have seen the Force Awakens. So, post show is going to be all well. I don't know. You're going to have to see it so it doesn't get spoiled. I don't really care about spoilers. <laughs> uh, you talking to a person doesn't really care that much. All right. Well, thanks everyone. We'll see you again next week. <laughs> <laughs>